Today's show is brought to you by my friends at Winefellas. Winefellas is your wine club for small allocation, hard to find natural wines from around the world. They specialize in organic and biodynamic wines that are made using traditional winemaking methods, but with minimal intervention. They're free of added sugar and chemical additives. They're low in sulfites. They're bottlings the wine world describes as, quote, natural wines. These are wines as they were meant to be enjoyed with nothing standing between you and pure expressive fruit. What I love most about Winefellas, aside from the fact that they only source the best natural wines in the world, but they also go the extra mile by giving you a fact sheet on each bottle that contains authentic alcohol content, residual sugars, sulfur dioxide and parts per million, pH, and acidity. Learn more about Winefellas by visiting them at winefellas.com. That's W-I-N-E-F-E-L-L-A-S.com. And be sure to use the code FEDANDFIT for $10 off your first wine club shipment. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and I'm thrilled to have you all with me today. And today is a special interview because we're chatting. It's a reverse interview. What the heck is a reverse interview? If you're a new listener here, I'll briefly describe it. It's where Fed and Fit listener, reader, someone... <laughs> I was going to say follower, follows the work in some regard, whether it's through the podcast, the book, or the blog, or online, writes in with a really great question. And instead of politely answering their question, like they've asked me to via email, I instead turn the table and invite them to come on to the podcast so they can ask me on a recording. And uh, with the hopes that the conversation benefits uh, a bunch of folks, and I have a feeling today's will. So today we're chatting with Kendra. She lives in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for making the time to come on. I'm thrilled to chat with you. I was going to ask her before I started recording, Are you so are you a Packers fan? I, it's actually a funny story. So I'm originally from Minnesota, um, and my Teenage Rebellion, I always say, is that I became a Packers fan because my whole family is Vikings fans. <laughs> and so it's kind of ironic that my husband and I ended up moving to Green Bay last year for his job. So I am a Packer fan in the divided household in Green Bay. <laughs> oh, that is hysterical. That I am a Packers fan with no ties oh, great. to Green Bay at all. <laughs> Yeah, that was me until last year, and then randomly we just ended up moving here. That is so funny. Um, we were always, I, I think I might have shared this story before. Sorry about the tangent. Um, I just, I, they have a special place in my heart. Um, we, my family, there's three of us girls, we all went to Texas A&M University, right? And we all really love college football. Like that is my jam. But as soon as college football season was over, my sisters and I kind of became disinterested in sports. <laughs> and um, my dad, it was just so funny because he really loved those football days when we'd all get together and, and watch a game together. And it was several years ago, Green Bay opened up a portion of their shares right? And they're, and they're more so just tokens, right? That you can go and buy a portion of the Green Bay pack. 
Um, anyway, so for Christmas one year, he got all of us like whatever 0.00% of a share. And um, so he was hoping that he could convince us to have a reason to root for a professional football team. And you know what? It eventually worked. <laughs> That's so great. So anyways, go pack. That's so exciting. Well, um, we don't have to talk about sports ball the whole time. <laughs> welcome to the show. I know that you have some questions. I would love it if you could share a little bit more about yourself first um, before maybe getting to your questions. And then, like I said beforehand, I'm all yours for the next 30 minutes. Great. Um, yeah, thank you. So my major question, um, so I'm about 19 weeks pregnant right now. And my major question, thank you, thank you, I'm due in May, um, I'm super excited, um, I have one son right now, and they'll be about two years apart, almost exactly, so um, I'm pretty excited, and pretty excited to see my little guy become a big brother in a few months, so uh, my major question, I'll go into the background on the question a little bit, um, is just, how do you change your diet while you're pregnant? Mm -hmm. um, so just a little bit about me is um, growing up, I grew up believing, as I'm sure a lot of people did um, in that time, I grew up believing that fat is bad and anything fat-free and sugar-free meant healthy. Mm -hmm. um, I was overweight and very self-conscious and aware that my body was not where I wanted it to be. Then when I went to college, I gained a little bit more weight due to just like emotional eating and change and transition. And I felt like absolutely at my lowest. Um, and I was fed up. When I went moved off campus then, I began cooking for myself and gained a love for cooking and real foods. I lost weight and just did that by knowing what I was eating and like just intuitive eating. And um, I ended up losing about 30 pounds and was just listening to my body and what I my body really wanted and needed at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, I started working out because I wanted to and not because I was on a sports team. And I finally felt the way I wanted to feel. So a couple of years later, then when I got married, I married a very picky eater. And my eating habits changed again, just to, because I had to cook for him too. Mm -hmm. And I ended up putting on weight. And when I did, I decided to start dieting to lose weight. And it led to years of restricted eating and trying different diets. And it really messed with my mindset on food. Um, so once I, since I was like a great intuitive eater, it was kind of like, I didn't really know where to go. I felt like controlled by food at that point. Mm -hmm. Then when I got pregnant the first time, um, I fell back into some bad eating habits. And after being sick my first trimester, it was just like I didn't really want to eat anything. And that just kind of carried over. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was craving like sugar and carbs. And that was the only thing that I felt like I could keep down at that point. And I gained a lot of weight during my pregnancy and was super self-conscious about my growing and changing body, which I mean, a lot of that was just because I was pregnant and mm -hmm. body grows and changes so much. But when I had my son, then um, I began learning more about paleo and clean eating lifestyles. 
And I was, at that point, I was just sick of dieting and I was breastfeeding. And so I didn't want to go into restricting my calories or restricting my food. And I was just fed up with diets. I did not want to do that again. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to, um, I just tried to start learning about like more intuitive eating and trying to get back to that and listening to my body. Um, And it was actually, I found it easier to do at that point because I was breastfeeding and I could, my, it was so clear, like what my body would respond to because my milk supply was um, affected by what I was eating. Mm -hmm. So I tried during that time, I tried a whole 30 and I felt amazing after it. And I was able to like um, change what I was eating and what I was doing based on how my milk supply responded. And that's, it showed me exactly what I needed. And so that was really good. Um, But then when I got pregnant again, the same thing happened in my first trimester and I was moving, we bought a house. And so um, we, with the food aversions, I was like, didn't want anything to do with any type of meat. It like grossed me out at that time, um, which I normally love, but it was, I couldn't cook, I couldn't do anything. And I felt sick and I didn't want to eat anything. And so I went back into just basically whatever I could keep down and um, which ended up being a lot of carbs and and sugar. And now I'm wanting to get back into eating healthier and what I know is good for myself and good for the baby, but I need to, I want to be aware of what my body is doing, I would normally just jump in and dive right in and say, okay, no no more, we're done. Like, I'm going to just start this and do this, but I don't want to do that if that's going to be a shock to my system. Like I know it can be, Mm -hmm. and it's going to affect the baby. So I just feel like I don't really know where to start or how to go about it when I am pregnant. And um, so my question is, again, just how do you do that when you're pregnant? How do you change your diet? but also keep the baby and pregnancy in mind, knowing that things are a little bit different. Oh my gosh. What a great question. And thank you for the great background. That's so valuable. Um, I was nodding my head along. There's so many things that you said that resonates with me and in things that I've learned personally and went through um, on the mental side of becoming pregnant and your body changing. And especially, you know, now that this is your second time through, you know, you probably, you you know, a little bit better what to expect as far as your body changing. Um, but man, that first go around, it can really be jarring. Yeah, definitely. It definitely (laughs) is. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, for me, I remember in, especially in that first trimester, my body, in, in, in practice, you know, logically, you probably know this as well. Logically, we can think, obviously, our body is going to change in order to help support a baby, right? So that first, in that first trimester, our body's going to change and adjust, and we're going to put on weight where we need to put on weight in order to really build a healthy foundation for baby, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so for me, I had a little bit of weight to gain. I needed to gain a little bit of weight. But gaining that weight um, before you really feel like the baby is gaining weight (laughs) (laughs) is a little bit of a system shock. I didn't know to expect that. And it was something that I just 
it, it was something that I had to figure out because when, when my body started gaining weight is when I started introducing, and I'm just sharing this piece of it, um, just so you know, um, I really do identify with that part of your story. <clears throat> I think that I had to, what, it, what, it, what the, my body changing caused me to question was, am I doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. Right. Because for so long on our healthy lifestyle, just like these different uh, protocols that you've been through, whether it's a true paleo one or intuitive eating, you know, something that you figured out that works for yourself, kind of that North star of progress is how are my genes fitting, right? Maybe you've, you know, net by now that it doesn't so much matter what number shows up on the scale. Mm -hmm. You you Mm -hmm. probably understand that you just, you're paying attention to your energy levels and how your clothes are fitting. Mm -hmm. And, and you know that that that's going to be a moving target, but now all of a sudden everything gets flipped on its head because you know what your energy levels are low and because you're, you know, you're going through this first trimester. So energy kind of tends to plummet around that time because of hormonal changes. You have all these other symptoms that tend to pop up and then you start gaining weight in areas where you weren't before. And it causes us to think, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And so I completely get that and understand that. And something that I had to work through on my own was I had to really understand and be okay with knowing that my body was just needed a healthier foundation. And probably how you saw in your first pregnancy, I got to a point where my, my body, I felt like my body stopped building and it just started to grow to baby. And it was just, you know, our bodies are so wise and they figure that out. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to know that like, I emotionally get that. I definitely I definitely went through that. Now, nutritionally, how to make changes. I also went through that as well, because when I first got pregnant, I, it's not that I was surprised that we were going to have a baby necessarily caught off guard in that, in that way. What caught me off guard was the complete abandon of my nutrition principles. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, um, yes. <laughs> That caught me off guard because I love the way I eat. You know, I, it's not a challenge. I love having kale for breakfast and I love all of these other healthy foods. I love Mm -hmm. it. It's not something that I have to work on. And then all, and so it's just, it's an intuitive eating for me. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I've built over years, similar to what you were talking about. And then all of a sudden I came down my first trimester um, symptom were migraine headaches. And all of a sudden I came down with these headaches and it just, it, I, I shrugged for whatever reason, that desire to really continue down and be an intuitive, healthy eater just fell out the, fell out the window. And what I was left with was I, if I needed food, I just grabbed food. And for me, that turned out to be gluten-free graham crackers that were in my pantry. I've talked about them a lot before. I happened to order a few too many of them on Amazon. You know, when you accidentally click, give me six boxes of six instead of you know whatever it is. Yes. So um, I felt like that's what kept me alive during that time period. And, and then my body's changing. And now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing to myself? Am I hurting? Am I hurting my body? Am I hurting the baby? This is not ideal. And so you start going down that rabbit hole. Um, and being really hard on yourself. So anyways, I had to go through that same 
thing where I was like, is it important for me to change the nutrition for the sake of these symptoms and for the sake of the baby? Or is this a part of the process? And that's a question that you're going to, you know, everybody has to answer for themselves. But I found that after my symptoms started to subside and I got a little bit more of my willpower back and a little bit more of my, and it's not even willpower in the sense that I go through every day with the, you know, the willpower to not drive through the donut shop, right? It's not like that kind of a willpower, but, but the desire to eat really healthy, nourishing foods that came back naturally as soon as some of my symptoms started to to subside. And I just had to trust the process that, that, that eventually that too would pass. And it eventually did. And what I started to do from a nutrition science perspective right? Because I don't want to make any major drastic changes. I was very high carb during the first trimester. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm relatively high carb in general. I'm a very carb, my body tends to be very carb tolerant. Um, <clears throat> but I was especially high carb, those graham crackers, there's not a whole lot else in there. Uh, it was very high carb in that first trimester. And I had no desire to metabolically shift those macros, right? Um, mm -hmm. going into the second trimester. So this is the longest answer to your great simple question ever. But I would, what I, my game plan and what I would encourage you to think about is when you're going, when you're wanting to switch out some of those foods, right? Some of those more snacky, indulgent foods, knowing that you want to make better healthy choices for you and for baby. Maybe it's not so much about eliminating foods as it is replacing macronutrients with other mac with with other alternatives in that same category so for example the way that i did that is that i got to a point where i'd had enough graham crackers and instead of eating graham crackers i went to the grocery store and i bought more fruit than you can shake a stick at and i just started eating a ton of fruit and even though that's more fruit than I normally would have eaten, maybe not pregnant, right? I know that my body needs the carbohydrates. It needs the fructose. It needs the really good, healthy sugars. And that's what I was craving. So I swapped it one for one, if that makes any sense. But I swapped yes, it, it does. right? So I, but I swapped it for a better option. Um, and, and I started to feel better. I mean, it really, it, it was a slow transition. It was kind of like the fog is starting to lift again, but it really started to feel better. That's when I went on a crazy pomegranate kick. Oh my gosh. I think I ate a whole bushel of pomegranates myself, but that's okay. You know, the baby that those kinds of nutrients are great. The really good carbs are great. Um, they're going to be able to extract what they need from us. And the things that we can nourish ourselves with are really great bonus nutrients. Um, Liz Wolf, I recorded the show. It hasn't aired yet, but she'll be on the podcast sometime soon. Or maybe she'll already have been on by the time this episode comes out. I kind of lose track of what's going up when. Um, but one of the things that she talks about is us not being so hard on ourselves on what nutrients exactly we need when during pregnancy, because yes, our nutrient needs change by trimester. They do. And there are certain things that would be really great for us to have like choline and methylated folate and vitamin A, you know, those kinds of really great, wonderful nutrients that we're going to get from really good, high quality food sources. Um, but that doesn't mean that just because we 
you know, are also snacking on more right now. It's the couple days before Christmas, you know, these Christmas cookies constantly for me, um, doesn't mean that I'm doing anything to hurt baby. And so anyways, I'm jibber jabbering. I hope any of, I hope some of this is helpful, but oh, I would, it does. It is. Okay, good. Good. Awesome. I would say I would just swap it in for a healthier alternative and start there. And then when, when your baby is here and you, and then, like you said before, you are nurse, if you, if you're nursing with a second baby also, you know, let your milk supply be your guide. And then once that's over, we can go back to kind of relearning our body and letting our body be our guide again. Right. As far as what what we really need, so healthy swaps. If we find ourselves jumping into during pregnancy into a ton of carbs, really refined carbohydrates, a lot of sugars. First and foremost, don't beat yourself up. It's normal. You're good. You're fine. Everything's going to be okay. Your body's doing what it's supposed to do. It's way smarter than we are. But if you're feeling like you want to make a change, then make a change in quality, not quantity. Okay, so swap out um, maybe some of the some of the cookies and graham crackers and other things that are that are haunting you for fruit. A lot of fruit; those are really great. Fruit is really great for baby making. Um, and if it's fats, if you're craving salty French fries and you find yourself in the drive-through of the burger place and you just want the salts and the oils and the fried stuff, then have really good health. Put an extra dollop of fat or oil or ranch dressing or something on your food from home. Okay, so don't be afraid of the amount of fat, sugar, carbohydrates, and protein that you're eating. I would just focus on where those are coming from and trying to maximize food quality. Does that make sense? It does. Yes, very much so. Thank you. Yeah. I don't think that, you know, and if you're worried about quick transitions, trust your instinct there in some ways, if you do have some feelings of um, caution or forbearing, of course, always talk with your physician before you make any drastic changes. I'm saying this more so for people listening, but um, talk with your physician before you make any huge changes. But also remember that, you know, slow changes are great, but if you're, if you find yourself just ready one day, like for me, one day I woke up and I was like, if I never see another graham cracker, it'll be too soon. And so, um, feeling. <laughs> yeah. And so I was, I was ready for it, uh, at that point in time. Anyways, I hope that's helpful and not too rambly. No, that's great. Yeah. No, I was, um, Definitely, I, that resonated with me, and um, I think I've heard you talk about before just how in that first trimester, your body kind of filled back to what it had been previously, and yeah. um, that definitely was the case for me, and that was really hard. I mean, it was hard after all that work and all of that, all of those changes that I've made in the past, and um, it just really messed with my mindset, and so I was super sensitive, especially my first go-around. Um, just being at a point where I was, I was sensitive to what everybody said to me. Yeah. And even if they were just talking about the baby, if they talked about my body at all, I was like, okay, <laughs> hold on here. Um, I'm trying to have more grace for myself this time. And nutritionally too, I'm trying to have more grace for myself, but it just, um, was frustrating when that was the case when I made it all those changes. And then I, I went back into like, nothing sounded good to me. And I just wanted 
like you said, the graham crackers or whatever, like the snacky stuff and um, carbs and sugar or whatever, but it makes a lot of sense to just listen to that desire of your body, but then be swapping it out for healthier alternatives too. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I think that you put it so well, and I've, I have talked about it a couple of times, but I really, I think it deserves to have more attention is that when women do first become pregnant, I don't want them to feel alone in that kind of sensitivity about their body, right? Because, it, because it's kind of hush-hush, right? Because you're very excited, and, you know, and it doesn't mean that you're not grateful for the experience, but there, there, but it, I also do want folks to remember that it's, you're not alone if you are feeling extra sensitive. I had a friend who commented on, um, on the size of how big I was at that point in time. And she was like, are you sure you aren't further along or something along those lines? I was like, and you know, it's one of those things, Kendra, I gosh darn it. I wish I could forget it. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many things like that too, for me, where I was like, Oh man, it's, and it's not a bad thing, but yeah, just where you're at in that point and in your mindset, it just really kind of struck a chord. I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. Fab Fit Fun is a seasonal subscription box with full-sized beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Four times a year, you have the ability to customize the products or choose to be surprised. This is a great way to indulge in some of the very best products that are hot right now. I really feel like these boxes help keep me current. They retail for $49.99, but are packed with premium products valued at over $200. I am always genuinely blown away by the quality of the products. You can use the coupon code FEDFIT, one word, F-E-D-F-I-T, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Again, use the coupon code FEDFIT for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. It does. It's the, it's the another piece. It's the straw on the camel's back. It's not just that what she said threw me off, but it was everything combined. And then that was just the, that was the last straw. Not that anything broke or anything, but, um, but it is, it's, it's, I think it's normal to feel a little, a little sensitive. That was a great question. Do you have any other questions? I'm sorry that one took so long. No, no. Um, I think my other question is just, um, I've heard you talk about just the perfect you plan a lot. And I'm wondering if that, like, if pregnancy kind of changes that. And after, so for example, um, when I, the last time around, when I um, had my baby and I was breastfeeding, I kind of started, I cut out dairy, all dairy, no matter what. and mainly because I, uh, my baby was sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And then as I started adding it back in later when he was not nursing so much, I, I realized that I was sensitive to it. Um, and now, now back on, now that I'm pregnant again, I am feeling that it's not at messing with me as much as it did. Um, so do you, does pregnancy kind of change those those things in you? And am I going to have to reevaluate what works for me postpartum? I guess I, I do know that it's a constant changing game, but what is your thoughts on 
just reevaluating and finding what works for you again postpartum? Yeah, great, great question. <clears throat> I'm gonna try to speak as generally as possible, but pregnancy really does, as far as biochemistry goes of our body, it turns it on its head. And there are some things that we may have been sensitive to before that now we find we're less sensitive to and vice versa, right? So before pregnancy, I never got a migraine, but now all of a sudden wheat gluten induces migraines for me. So I became more sensitive to wheat gluten, but I am significantly less sensitive to dairy, right? And so yeah. it, it really does change things. And so that perfect you plan and, and what Kendra's referring to, it's kind of, it's the concept, it's, I would consider it to be just the, it's not that it's a destination because you're never really done working on it, but it's essentially the goal of any kind of a healthy lifestyle is figuring out these things work for me, these things don't really work for me, and I'm just going to go ahead and live my life away from what I would consider to be dogmatic dietary rules right? I'm just going to, I'm essentially that intuitive eating within the parameters of what works for your body, not necessarily what folks are telling you on a commercial on TV that we should or should not be eating. Um, and so that definitely changes in pregnancy. It's really interesting. And I, and I want to understand more. It's going to be a pretty interesting, um, subject to continue to study. And I know that's something that Liz Wolf is pouring into her baby making and beyond program, um, is kind of some of that, but Yes, it can. What you are or are not sensitive to can definitely change and evolve during pregnancy. And then again, afterwards, and it doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to revert back to exactly where you were before. Um, it could be a completely different version of you, right? Because your body has just been through something very significant again, and it could totally change and, and leave you forever changed, not just physically, emotionally, um, but also on a, on a, chemical molecular level. So it definitely can change. And I think it's, it's good to kind of enter into those seasons like you're already doing with that, you know, that preemptive sense of grace, giving yourself grace to figure it out and know that things may be different. And when we know that things might be different, I feel like it helps us be a little less frustrated with the process because it can be frustrating figuring all that stuff out again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you're you're trying to care for a baby and then that postpartum phase, it's like you're trying to figure out you, but you're so engrossed in this new human being that's relying on you. So it's a different, it's a different phase of trying to just keep you as a, a priority and knowing that taking care of you is good for the baby too, but also <laughs> balancing that with keeping another human being alive. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I'm three weeks out. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to rock my world, Kendra. Oh my goodness. It's so wonderful though. You are absolutely going to love it. I can't oh. wait for you. I can't wait to see the pictures. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. But you're so right. That's exactly it. Um, and I think that above all, I think that if we just, um, something that Brianna Battles, I keep quoting her on this, and she says she didn't coin this term, but she's where I heard it first. And I'm one of those people that I will fall all over myself to give credit <laughs> where credit's mm -hmm. due. Um, but one of the things that she said is, and I think it's a great reminder, is that pregnancy is temporary, but postpartum is forever. And, mm -hmm. and, and I would venture 
And I think Brianna touches on this as well, but I would venture that that fourth trimester could be considered a part of pregnancy, you know, right? It's kind of that fuzzy gray area. And just kind of giving ourselves the most amount of grace and the most amount of space to let our bodies be what they'll be. We're going to do our best, you know, but at the end of the day, this is just a phase. This is just temporary. We're going to focus on making a healthy baby. We're going to focus on, you know, of course, keeping ourselves healthy, but um, this is just a phase. It'll pass. And then we will be even better prepared to heal ourselves for the very long term, the postpartum afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Kendra, thank you so much for coming on today's show and asking your great questions and sharing your awesome story. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor to be on today. Oh my goodness. The honor is all mine. Well, I wish you the best. Um, I wish you all the best in 2018 and with your new little arrival. It's just so exciting for you and your family. Um, I hope that football season's over by the time this will air, but... <laughs> <laughs> go, go team. Uh, and thank you again, thanks everybody who dialed in and listened. As always, you can find a complete transcript of today's show over at fedandfit.com. And we'll be back again next week.